0: hey hey everyone welcome to the boss life balance podcast bringing health to your hustle i'm sarah and i'm kelsey we know you've got a million things on your to-do list today so let's dive right in
1: hi sarah
0: hey kelsey Uh uh-oh maintenance guy just came so now lucy's barking hi lucy i don't know if you can hear it but oh my god it's fine i knew it i knew it was gonna happen
1: Well, I mean, we didn't get any of it, like, During, on an interview, so. Yeah,
0: I was, um, I was really worried, I was like, oh my god, like, I don't know where I'm going to find, like, a quiet space, so I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, uh, so I was talking to a girlfriend of mine
1: um, yesterday, and uh, she's the the woman I run my retreats with, and she's like, oh my god, I listened to the first episode of your podcast, and, like, it's so funny because <laughs> you were talking about like your trip to Costa, the Mexico that's coming up and <laughs> the um, the retreat that we just planned. And she's like, "I just, uh, I just thought it was like so funny because the world is so different now." And I realized I'm like, we really only recorded that like the last week of February, beginning of March, like right before all this <laughs>
0: went down. Yeah. Oh my God. But it's yeah. starting to
1: feel like real life.
0: Yeah. So this is fucking crazy, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even.
1: <laughs> it is real life, actually. Probably that's what like a therapist would say. It's like yeah, just feel like real life. It is real life, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's just crazy. I mean, I I don't know. Like, I it, it's definitely made me like just think about things and like, how do I want my life to look like when things go a little bit back to normal, like in terms of like business, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's good in that sense. Like it's, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't even know what I think. (laughs) Okay. So like, what's one really good thing
1: that has come out of this so far for you?
0: I'm putting you on the spot. I know. No, it's fine. Uh, There's a few good things. I mean, I think just it's forced me to do things that I've been talking about doing for a while and like, just didn't either have the energy to do because of like being in the gym or I just wasn't making the time to do, or I think part of me sometimes it's like, oh, there's plenty of time for that. And then it just gets pushed back. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: um, even just doing it, like forced me to find like a distance fitness coaching app that, and I think part of me, like I looked at some before and I didn't like them. And then I just kind of gave up on it because I just like quit. <laughs> so like, it has <laughs> forced me to not quit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm no longer a quitter. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I think just that just, really figuring out and like paying attention how I like working with people. Um Like this thing like that I'm doing with like Zoom sessions is just unsustainable. Like that's not how I long-term, I don't want like 20 personal training Zoom sessions a week. Like that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, just, yeah, it's made me just change my perspective on things too. Like in the In the gym, I prefer one-on-one, but like in Zoom sessions, I actually prefer multiple people because there's more energy. And so you just end up learning more. So I guess like that's like a really good thing is it's just certain things that I would have never done because I never had a need to do. Like I'm discovering just how I feel about those things because of having to do them, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Totally. (laughs) Totally. How about you, Kelsey?
1: (laughs) Um, Well, I think in my business number one, um, being able to do like consistent weekly group meditations for my clients has been awesome.
0: Mm.
1: Um, like I have a core group of people that show up like every time and then getting this marketing stuff up and off the ground. Like I was able to pick up like four or five clients from the get-go and I, I would not have awesome. had the time
0: to do that. Yeah. It's or the time. Digital, yeah. Yeah, I think like time and just, I'm really trying to not, it's just super interesting. I was speaking with my one friend who's a therapist, actually, the other day, and she was saying that people who tend to have like, who have anxiety or depression are actually handling this a lot better (laughs) than people who like don't. And I'm like, like, I thought it was such a mind fuck to me, because I actually feel like I'm doing pretty well with all this. And like, I would not have expected this of myself (laughs) to just kind of be like, all right, like, this is what it is. Like, I'm going to try to appreciate this extra time that I have. I'm going to try to not freak out if I'm not quote unquote making the use of the time that I feel like I should be making because it is obviously an emotional time. And like, I'm going to take a fucking nap in the middle of the afternoon if I want to, if I need that, I need that. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but yeah, it's just, yeah, trying to appreciate that time and like doing things I never would have done. Like on Sunday, I I um edited, uploaded, and organized forty-seven exercise Holy demo videos to video. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No like, way. Yep. 47. 47. And I actually did it because I had that cross it off day that I've to- told you about. It's like mm-hmm. every quarter and it's usually at Colvin House. Um I'll give a shout out, Saya Saya Hillman. I think was her name. Oh, geez. Wait, great shout God. out! Yeah, I know. Great <laughs> shout out, right? The you Coleman can has. you can edit at this. So I know her first name. Yeah, I was right, Saya Hillman. So she does these cross it off days, and that was my thing. Was like, I'm gonna, I just want to. You, you're supposed to come with like one big project, and then that's all you work on. But if you like. Finish a project like anything else is bonus, but that was literally. I spent seven hours on my phone because it was just more efficient to like edit and upload to Vimeo on my phone. I don't know if you, I know you use Vimeo too. I don't know if you find it that way as well, but it, yeah, 47. Wow, (laughs) I would not have done that like if I didn't, if we weren't in this scenario because I would have been like, oh, there's plenty of time for me (laughs) to eventually get those, but yeah, now it's like shit got real, and I'm like, well. I need if I want to use this app that I have, which already has some preloaded exercises in it, but not all the ones that I like. And so I just, yeah, I'm like an exercise demo video making monster right now. I love that. Yeah. I got kicked off, Vimeo. Did I tell you this? What <laughs> happens? Oh my God, I don't want to get kicked off. So tell me.
1: Um, so I would just had like their um their first tier account, you know, where it's like I don't know, fifteen bucks a month or something to host some private videos um, for clients that I made for my group coaching program, and I submitted a support ticket, and they were like, "It looks like you're using this platform for business, which means you really need to be paying us like seventy dollars a month to host your videos." So, oh shit, that's going to happen to me too. Yeah, if you don't want to pay that, like, you're we're going to close your account down. And I was like. Fuck, I am not paying $70 a month. I'll upload this shit to YouTube instead. Like and make it a private video. So yeah, wow. I got kicked off of Vimeo.
0: <laughs> oh shit. I need to because I heard somebody say something about that, but I thought if you had a like one of their higher I don't know, I have their like mid tier account or something. Yeah. I just maybe look into it because yeah. they, <laughs> they they um they're really they specific. Know? Well, they didn't know until
1: I reached out to them with a help desk ticket. Oh. And that's when they, it came to their attention. They are like, hey, we're going to kick you off if you're not willing to pay this. And I was like, okay, bye.
0: Shit. Oh, man. Look for thought. Yeah, yeah I got to <laughs> look into that.
1: But anyway, we have a really
0: fun <laughs> interview today. <laughs> womp womp on that note. <laughs> well, we just had a great conversation. Nothing. <laughs> well, the
1: editing's done, you know. Um, but we had a great, great conversation with Annie uh, right before we got into this conversation. And I'm so excited to share it with, with our listeners. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. Annie Moore is an illustrator and comedian living with her family in New York City and the owner of Annie Draws Stuff. She loves creating stories with both pictures and words, making up improvised musicals, and creating custom work for a variety of clients. You can find her on Instagram at Annie Draws Stuff. (laughs) Baby's still asleep.
2: Let's do it. Get it in
1: (laughs) while she's taking a nap.
2: Yeah, dog. (laughs) All right.
1: (laughs) Hi, Annie. Thank you for being here today.
2: Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, So,
1: we're just going to dive into your journey, because I've known you in many different worlds over the years. Um, That's true. And you do a lot of different things.
2: I do. Tell
1: me. Tell Sarah.
2: Sarah doesn't know any of it. So, do (laughs) tell. Just wait. Just wait till you hear it. No, um, (laughs) I... um, Oh, where do I even start, Kelsey? Um, I do a lot of different things. I consider myself um, an illustrator and a comedian. Um, And then you can also throw teacher in there. You can also throw just early childhood art educator in there. Um, But to me, they all kind of, they kind of all vibe under the same umbrella, which is visual storyteller, is kind of how I think of a lot of the different things I think about. And the, uh, and, and nobody's trying to put all of the things I do into one box, but I like to try to think that I'm on a track. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm an illustrator, um, doing a lot of freelance work. I have my own business called Annie Draw Stuff on Etsy, um, and then I, I I do a lot of custom work, etc. And then I'm also a, a comedian. I do musical improv, which is how Kelsey and I met, um, making up completely improvised musicals on the spot. Ooh it is as insane as it sounds <laughs> that sounds terrifying um, to it's me terrifying. <laughs> yes there's two camps of people people who say oh wow that sounds terrifying i will never do that <laughs> and people who say oh wow that sounds terrifying i have to do that right? <laughs> oh for sure um yeah. Yeah. yeah and i've been an improviser now for almost 12 years and i found musical improv in 2012 and um i now or I guess I did, I, you know, quarantine throws all this off, right? Um, I was teaching at the theater uh, where I was also performing. And, um, and then I also, I also teach um, early childhood art and music classes. Um, currently, or I guess I was, again, I don't know, um, <laughs> at a um, neighborhood preschool. And then for many years, over a decade before that, I was at a children's museum here in New York. So I got, there's just a lot of stuff going on. I do a lot of stuff. I dig
1: it. Um, and I do think it does kind of go under an umbrella to a certain extent, because whether you're performing for adults or engaging children, like there still is a performance element to that.
2: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Mm. I think that, yeah, I think that even just hanging out with toddlers is basically doing improv. So, um, (laughs) they're just not as... Quick with <laughs> with the jokes back to you, necessarily, they definitely don't want to root their scene in reality. they really just you know they want to play the fake picnic with you know whatever little animal figurines we have lying around uh, yeah, but yes, it, yes, it is all very similar and and also as an illustrator, I consider myself um, a children's illustrator. Uh, my work is very whimsical, um, although my work I think appeals to i mean honestly my largest demographic is probably 18 to 35 year old women, um, Self included. <laughs> and myself included, Sarah doesn't know yet, but Sarah included. Um, <laughs> yes. yes <laughs> I want to par- I want to join the party. <laughs> you jumped in. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's all pretty yeah, whimsical and, uh, uh or I don't know, kid like.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think whimsical is a really good word for it. And, um, as I've followed you over the last few years and on Instagram and kind of seen different phases of your work and how it shows up in different places. um, It all has that through line of like whimsy and magic and cute, but also like you are very able to infuse your comedy into it as well. And to bring that in. Um, So I'm, I'm super fascinated. Number one, you're the first visual artist. That we have interviewed. Oh, really? And number two, you are a tourist mom. Uh oh. So, there it is. <laughs> so let's
2: M-O-M. start
0: with visual art.
2: M. <laughs> <laughs> visual <laughs> art, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about it? What do you want to know about visual art?
1: So, obviously, you've been doing this for many years. And I know along the way, you went from being remote to like taking that step into getting a booth at um, the Christmas markets
2: in New York. Yeah, Can you talk about what that was like? Oh my gosh. What a I, you know, thinking back on it, I'm like, I, what kind of balls did I have? That was insane. Um, I don't know. I want, that, I think. Yeah. And it was good. Um, yeah. So there's the, um, if, if your listeners have uh, never experienced a Christmas market, I think they have them all over, you know, the world. Um, But in New York City, specifically, they've got a big market in Union Square. And it's about 150 or 170 vendors that are all in these outdoor little booths selling wares like literally every day for 40 days straight except for Thanksgiving. Uh, you close down Christmas Eve. It's, it's a slog. It's, it's crazy. Um, but for years and years I went to, I, I went to NYU for, for college. I was an animator and an illustrator there. And I would always, I mean, that was always my favorite part of the season as you'd walk around the Christmas markets, et cetera. They always kind of had something in the back of my mind of like, I would love to do this. Like I, I didn't know with what. <laughs> I don't know, know how expensive it was or whatever, um, but I love uh, talking to people. <laughs> Just in general, I love talking to people. I love especially talking to strangers. I, there's something about. I'm from Texas, so a little bit of that southern comes out of like, "Oh, how are y'all? Where are you from?" <laughs> like, and that that kind of, like people people talk about how they they dread like small talk at parties. Oh, I love it. Oh, I wish I loved it less, but I love it. I just want to get to know the those five facts that you tell every stranger at a party. I want to know those facts about you. Um, anyway, so um, just so was not all- like the New York attitude, but yeah, so not. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if I've become like more Southern as a New Yorker than I ever was in Texas. But um, yeah, I just I just enjoy connecting with people. So anyway, so I would walk around these markets and think, oh, this is really cool, blah, blah, blah. And then fast forward years and years later, um, a good friend of mine in New York, who is also a musical improviser, and she performs with my husband, who is a musical, uh, improv pianist. Um, they would perform with each other every week. And she, lo and behold, uh, for several years now has been in charge of these Christmas markets. Like she's like boss lady on the ground in oh, charge hey. of all of it. Ah. Yeah. So, um, she, for like two years, whenever we'd hang out, she'd be like, Oh, Annie, you got to figure out, you got to figure out, you know, like a product to sell. You got to figure out how to, you know, just something, you got to figure something out. You got to have a booth. You got to have a booth. And I kept being like, no, that's insane. <laughs> what are <you> talking about <laughs> like I'd have to quit my job for two months. I'd have to, you know, like there was all these just like different logistics, right? It's also super expensive, etc. And I don't, ma- I didn't make product at the time. Like I didn't. I was only doing custom work. Um, I, you know, like portraits or um, uh, posters or album art or literally like anything somebody wanted to pay me to do. I was mm. bored, you know, um, until this weird convergence of things happened in 2016 in the spring where um, my husband had a like (laughs) better job than usual. (laughs) We're we're both freelancers too. So like, you know, he had a better job than usual. Um, I kind of had asked my boss at the children's museum. I was like, what would the logistics look like if I took two months off of work? Is that something that could happen, et cetera? And then I also came into a little bit of money um, to potentially like start up a business. And for like a year before this, I had been making custom temporary tattoos. Um, I'd been doing a little bit of custom stickers and I was like, you know what? That is super whimsical. (laughs) That pretty much like, I feel like temporary tattoos and stickers, they really like, Uh, as products kind of fit into my brand of whimsy and then they also lend themselves really well to having um smaller illustrations to having like like I didn't have to make a whole book I could just Mm. be like ah plants okay cool let me just draw a ton of plants (laughs) (laughs) I mean it sounds silly but it's like that's always my favorite thing is like okay I'm gonna just like draw ton of stuff in this category pick my favorite ones that like fit onto a sheet together and you know it's a smiling cactus that says high five which is like a stupid joke but I love that joke um, don't do it it's a trick don't high five a cactus um but you know so that, that's kind of how I started and I was like okay I'm going to I'm gonna put down a deposit on this booth like I apply, like I, I told my friend Julie I was like I'm gonna apply for the union square market She was like okay great like I'm going to accept you. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag nepotism. Um, (laughs) Is that nepotism if you're not related? Anyway. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so I like went through this whole thing and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, cool. You're doing a Christmas market in like four months that um, annually sees about like Six hundred and fifty thousand unique visitors and about three million visits. So most people come two or three times, but like that's so that's so many people. That's a lot of people. And then you, and then you start reading all these statistics about um, uh, markets, et cetera, or and this is like craft fair statistics. So they're it's slightly on a different level, but they say that you should you should um, plan to sell to about 10% of the overall amount of people that see your shit. And I'm like, okay, well, all right. <laughs> and now I got a really, so literally, I remember that summer, Dan, my husband, was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So he was out of the house for like five weeks. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to buckle down and I'm going to make every single product right now. (laughs) And here's the thing, y'all, I don't necessarily recommend this way of going about it. It was definitely like a, um, oh, would you like to start at, you know, 10? And I'm like, no, I would like to start at 1000, please. (laughs) You know, oh, would you like to build your business over the course of a couple of years organically? No, thank you. I would like to make, Twelve? or no! It was like sixteen SKUs of product that you have literally never sold before, and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, so stupid! Thinking about it. Oh my god! And I didn't know how to. I didn't really know how much to order because I don't know. Like, am I gonna sell a hundred of every skew? Am I gonna sell twenty of every skew? I don't know. So in my head, I'm like, might as well buy three hundred of every skew. Oh my god! <laughs> Thinking about that now is so stupid. I still have I have like bins in my storage unit currently of shit that I bought that first year, um, just not knowing, you know, what kind of uh, stock I was going to need. And of course, it's it's paper products, so it's not gonna go bad, and it's not totally huge you know so it, it's not a big deal but oh my god oh shaking my head that, S- <laughs> smh am i right you got gifts for people forever though no like literally oh my gosh that's all my nieces and nephews get they're like we have gotten the same present every <laughs> year <laughs> several years and i'm like yeah and you're gonna keep getting this present forever um. you think there's not 400 more of these glow in the dark tattoos where this one came from? um but anyway, yeah. So I made all these products and then set up a booth. I didn't know what I was doing. I had to buy lighting and, and like stuff for the walls. I had to like basically make a brand. Well, they just um, give you like a plain tent, right? Yeah. So you're like, you know, basically in a wooden box, you're in a four and a half foot across wooden box and that's a half booth, right? So that's like the half size. Um. So I had to, I had to, you know, get custom furniture built. I had to, you know, get display pieces built. I had to, you know, get a square you know, reader thing, like a professional little thing. I had to buy an iPad. I had to, I mean, <laughs> it was like all this stuff that I was like, oh, fuck you!" Sorry, I didn't know if... No, you can't. That, oh, so but it just, came on, it. it just came on out. It just we came encourage out. it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so that first year, I mean, like, and I, I just like, I set some arbitrary price points. I just, you know, but it went really well. It was great. It was like surprisingly good. Um, you know, I had a lot of customers. I think I made like 3000 sales that first uh, winter, which to me is a lot, (laughs) you know? know, and it, it allowed me to then when I went back to my job to, to go back part time. So then, so that was great. So then I was like, okay, I've like kind of like hugely launched this business. Um, I can go part-time to my jobby job. Um, because there's a lot of, you know, cash I'm not telling the government about. And, um, that's a little joke. That's just a little joke. It's like a joke if you're in the government and you're listening, but it's like not a joke if you're not. (laughs) Um, and, um, so, um, Yeah. So anyway, so then I was able to just do, you know, custom stuff, a little, maybe a little smaller market here and there throughout the year. And then I would do the big holiday market. And that was honestly, that was great. And did that for three years. Um, so yes, I think I answered your question in a very long way, (laughs) but that was the process of like, um, uh, and, and 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 the next year when I did when I did the holiday market again, you know, I was able to then think about okay, what what do I need to add that was missing from last year? I was also way better about ordering. Like I didn't order <laughs> everything I needed. I was just so nervous I was going to like run out of stuff. I don't know. I was like, no, oh, Annie, I'm you we're not going to run out paid. of we're stuff. <laughs>
0: You don't know totally. what you don't know, though, right? And sometimes you don't know what you don't know. You, you learn
2: as trial by fire. Exactly, exactly. Um, so then I was able to buy, yeah, get like you know smaller, smaller amounts of different SKUs, and and really listening to what people wanted, how much were they bulking at certain price points, et etc., and kind of be able to adjust from there, um, and then beef out the Etsy site at the same time because now I had all this stuff I could sell on Etsy, which was great. So, awesome. yeah. Do you think that um your
1: background as an improv performer and the ability- and like that training to just say yes and mm-hmm. informed that like okay I'm just we're going for that this.
2: insane decision <laughs> you know um yes and um, <laughs> no uh, i think that i think that in gen- i think it's actually the opposite way i think that that my existing personality um brought me to improv because i already do stuff like that as opposed to the other way around um but i think improv in general will always you know has certainly influenced me in that way um but i mean i like when i was 13 in eighth, eighth grade in in nowhere texas um i went on a college tour with my sister uh who's she was i guess a junior in high school at the time and uh, she was, she was touring Sarah Lawrence college in, in New York. Uh, cause you know, we were, we we're the Texas family that knew we were never going to live there forever because, <laughs> um, we were like the Democrats in town. So, um, <laughs> oh, y'all are laughing. You like had a brand. I, hope, I think y'all are crying and not laughing, but, um, so, uh, I, anyway, this snooty girl on this tour, said something about like, oh, well, at my performing arts boarding school, you know, like our rooms are way bigger than this. And I, of course, was like, oh, my God, a performing arts boarding school? What's that? And I looked online. I found a place. It's one of three private performing arts boarding schools in the country. One, this one is uh, outside of Boston. It's called Walnut Hill. And I found it online and I, 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 I called them and booked an audition and uh, like an interview and put it in an application and told my mom, I was like, so mom, like, we have to go to Boston because I have an audition for high school. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I mean, okay, but that's crazy. So like, I was already that type of person. I then got into that school and that's where I went for high school. And so as an eighth oh grader gosh. being like, great, I will now move 3,000 miles away for school. I'm 14. It's fine. Um, and same with, with how I went to college. Like I, I, I went to an NYU filmmaking summer high school program. And that summer was like, oh, I'm going to apply early decision to NYU film school. No big deal. <laughs> and then... <laughs> did and got in and moved to New York and um I don't know so I think a lot of my decisions are like oh can I have all of it or none of it I shall take all of it (laughs) um I I think I'm actually I'm trying to like learn to be a little bit more um judicious not judicious I mean uh like uh, uh uh be a little bit more I don't know I don't know how to explain it 50%. (laughs) 50 percent I'd be like I hear you like though a little bit I know what you're trying to say yeah
1: I identify with sure. that like so hard like I'll make a decision and I will have been thinking about it like in sure. my mind but yeah not sharing it necessarily and then I'll tell somebody oh yeah I just like I'm going to Nepal for six weeks and I'm gonna hike up to have our space camp and everybody's like what
2: like, I've been no, thinking no, about this I, for like, I've been time. About for- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kelsey's been talking to Kelsey about that for a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so um, yeah,
1: I totally. I totally feel you. And I, I would put in certain positions. I'm like going to jump a hundred percent in and, and I need to, yeah. i actively practice slowing myself down. Otherwise, I'd probably be in grad school right now. <laughs> oh
2: my no, gosh, I never. would be in grad school so hard. <laughs> right? I would have gone to grad school so many years ago if I hadn't been like, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> like maybe you need to not like only be looking at programs that are literally like full-time, could not have a life, could not have a job. Like maybe, maybe just stand back. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Take a second. Yeah. Take a minute. But, Honestly, it served me well, and then it's kind of like it puts you in a position where it's like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. Let's figure it out. Um, and some of that is scary. I mean, all of that is scary, but um, at least, but it's not sometimes as scary as the decision to do it. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. It's like the decision to just put in that first deposit, for example, to the Union Square Holiday Market, which the deposit alone was was like four grand. So it was like, wow. oh. Like I this much money. It's not like rent. Oh, I mean, I haven't spent that much money on rent because that's crazy town. But you know, but like I haven't. It was like okay, that that decision was probably harder than like the okay. Well, now we're in this situation. Let's figure it out. You know, um mm-hmm. it's it's like parenthood. Honestly, it's like a harder decision to decide to get pregnant <laughs> or to like be like okay, we're, <laughs> we're not taking birth control anymore or whatever. Until then. And that's not minimizing how hard parenthood is. But then when you get there, you're like, well, this is my life now. So let's figure <laughs> it out. Like, um, this is a child that needs things. <laughs> like, uh, hmm. Must show up. Let's feed her. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of can you um, so. talk to the,
1: like how your relationship with your business changed when you became a parent?
2: Or if Ah uh, yes. <laughs> I sure can. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, so what year was it? Uh, okay, we're in twenty twenty. I did not do the holiday market in twenty nineteen because I had a fifteen month old, which is crazy time. Twenty eighteen. Twenty okay, okay, so so at the end of twenty seventeen, so it was my second year at the market, literally like a couple of days before Christmas Eve, uh, I found out I was pregnant at the holiday market. And Uh, actually one of the first people to know was my really good friend and like next door neighbor booth mate. Uh, and the only reason she knew was because <laughs> I had a habit of smoking cigarettes at the holiday market. <laughs> because you're there, like, 12 hours a day. And it, like, you know, anyway, it, like, hearkened back to, like, why I smoked cigarettes in, like, high school, right? Was oh, like, yeah. Let's do this bad thing for a small amount of time with these specific people. Um, <laughs> and, and I didn't have one that day. And she goes, you're pregnant. And I was like, ah! I am. <laughs> and uh, so like I always tie it to that holiday market. And then I decided, cause I guess I'm a crazy person. Oh yeah. I can do the holiday market again next year when I have a two month old, that seems fine. Um, <laughs> so I did the holiday market again when I was like, you know, very early postpartum and Dan was like, you know, he was doing the baby all by himself. And uh, I had to, I had to hire a lot more employees, et cetera, because I clearly wasn't going to be there from, 9am to 9 or 10pm every day um, and so that slowly started to change my relationship with uh, at least that part of the business and then after that I was like nah I just I can't I don't know if I can do that again like maybe when Ada my daughter is older and maybe when she's in school or whatever like I could think about it again but um, that part of my business I was like I I can't I can't physically be here enough to mm-hmm. make it worth it. And like, you know, and then re- realizing, well, okay, so I had to have a lot more employees or employees for longer. Um, and I'm somebody that I'm not going to pay an employee something that I wouldn't take as an employee. Right. So, you know, so I'm paying 15 an hour or, or I'm paying 20 an hour if it's like only an hour and then paying 17 an hour if it's only two hours and then 15 if it's like slightly, you know, so I was like, still, I was like trying to make it worth people's time. Um, and I see how small businesses go under, right. When you have to have employees all the time, because like it's, it's hard, it's unsustainable in a lot of ways. Um, and also like, ultimately I would be selling more than my really good employees because everybody wants to be buying from the person who makes it they go, Oh my gosh, are you Annie? Like the business is called Annie draw stuff. So every single, especially women, obviously, um, who were working for me, people would be like, are you Annie? And they'd be like, no, she has a baby. And they'd be like, great. Goodbye. (laughs) Um, So that last year at the market was like, you know, all of those, it still ended up being worth it. Like I made up my costs, but like, would it be worth it to do it again? Like, I don't know. So on that end, that definitely changed that aspect of the business. Um, and then otherwise, like, you know, so at that point it was like a lot of Etsy, a couple of fairs a year and then, um, some wholesale stuff, whatever. And then custom work. And when Ada was born, it was like, Oh shit, (laughs) shit. (laughs) You know, like, like you're not, really going to work. I mean, you're going to work a little bit, I guess, but like at least six months, this three month, six week bullshit. Oh my God. That's like when you can just like feel your downstairs again. You know what I mean? (laughs) So like, so, so thinking about this, that's a different issue, but thinking about people going to work that early after giving birth is absolutely bonkers town. But so for me, I was like around three months, I was like, okay, I can wrap my mind around doing one freelance drawing a month. <laughs> like <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> and then that slowly picked up to like, oh, I can do three in a month. Okay. And then, and I can fill orders. That's easy. You know, I, I've got a lot of my my product here and I've got like a, a male wear and I would strap Ada on and I would just like, one of our outings would be like, we're walking to the post office. Like, <laughs> you know, like if my life could be just going to the post office, ugh, oh, that's the dream. That's honestly the dream. <laughs> um, but it's only until now, I mean, Ada's, she's 20 months old. So she's going to be two at the end of August. And it's only now that I really feel like I can put more time and energy into the business while also being a parent. Um and there's something of course that switches where it's like your kids start sleeping 12 hours a night. But that's super helpful. Um <laughs> oh yeah. So seriously y'all. I mean <laughs> ooh I love stories. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Hey, um I'm I'm recording right now. Yeah, baby's up. Okay. Love you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. Um that was my husband this is, Hi, Dan. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, relation to my business. So yeah. So now I feel like I can start making some like kind of structural tra- changes. And for me, I'm like starting to actually move away from, um, a lot of the products that I have been selling. Cause A, I've got enough product y'all. Uh, <laughs> Need some space, space, uh, glow in the dark tattoos. I've got a whole bin of them. Um, but I'm starting to, to, to think about, okay, like what would I like love is to wake up and have like an order on Etsy of somebody that has just bought things that are instant downloads. Right. Mm. So you wake up, somebody sp- spent 20 bucks and you don't have to do anything it's awesome. Um, so I'm like doing coloring pages and activity sheets and like that kind of stuff. Um, cards, printable cards, etc. So I'm kind of trying to brainstorm more thoughts about that where I can make one thing, I can make it and then theoretically it just kind of makes its own money um, passive yeah, yeah. oh um, god I love some god. passive income Oh I, Lord. I need some of that I need <laughs> <Yeah>. some <laughs> passive income and I'm going to be aggressive about it I want some <laughs> passive income um yeah so in that way I think that that uh, that has been changing but I also think that like you know we're in a unique position where um because Dan is also a freelancer and an you know, an entrepreneur, et cetera, like we're, it's weird cause we like kind of can carve out our own time throughout the day. So I'm not like this stay at home mom completely all day long and then can only work at the business after bedtime. Although a, a lot of it sometimes works out that way, but like, um, you know, if I have a project due or if I have something going on, um, I can be like, "Listen, I need I need this four hour window in the morning or in the afternoon, etc." And Dan and I can kind of coordinate our schedules based on like these chunks of time of like, "Okay, you get afternoon, and then I'll take the morning," and and like you have a meeting, and so we can kind of coordinate our calendars in a specific way. Um, so I think you know the largest thing, obviously, that's changed is that. We have to do that. Like, you can't just be like, okay. I've got a crazy project. See you later. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I think I've answered your question. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a parent now, so I feel insane all the time. Um. <laughs> More so than before. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> yes. no, I'm like I'm like charmingly insane. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. It's not charming at all. Um, yeah, so, um, you just have to be more like organized about your time and it's definitely, it'll become clear to you whether or not a project is important or not because, Mm -hmm. because you have to actively like find time to do something. So like if I'm finding myself not finding the time to do it, then it usually is an indication of like, Oh yeah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, which I think is important for anyone. Kids or not, um, but anybody that's busy—if you're realizing, oh, I'm really having a block about doing that thing—it's probably not super in line with the things that you want to be doing all the time. Um, anyway, that's a little—that's a good point. That's yeah. Parent wisdom. You like that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh. That's good. You're I feel welcome, like a lot of, i feel like
0: a lot of people, whether you have kids or not, should take that you know have that attitude towards it like yeah you just kind of don't have a choice but like i think that's something that everybody should adopt to an extent
2: yeah well and obviously if you're in the middle of a project that you've been paid for that you don't want to but, do anymore still finish it well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but keep in mind for a later <laughs> yeah compromise yeah. or or when you take on a project that you know oh i know i don't really love this kind of project or i don't love this type of client etc but I'm deciding to take it on, uh than just going into that knowing, okay, I'm gonna not wanna do this project, but I'm doing it, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of just like that kind of mindset, right? And charge more money for it. Or charge more money for it. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Oh, that's definitely been something that's changed, is my rates are higher for sure. Um because like if I'm going to do a three, four, five, ten plus hour project for you, like and, and that's going to be me not doing things with my daughter or things with my husband or literally like zoning out because <laughs> I value a zone out <laughs> is uh, the, yeah, then I'm going to be charging more for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that, that, that can smooth over a little bit of of being like, man, I don't like, love this.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I don't want to be glib about the, I don't love this. I'm going <laughs> to no, stop no, doing no. this. I don't love it. But more, <laughs> just letting it inform how your business is uh, transforming. Because I think all businesses are constantly like, in, we're like a, like a plasma, right? We're not quite yeah. solid, not quite liquid, right? There's always a, a wiggle room in there, um, and so if, if you're if you're just taking note of the things that you're really drawn to and actively enjoy working on, then that will just slowly start to to build the the actual business that you want, right?
1: Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think a tr- and then from there attracting the right type of client the person that you love working with because it means you're getting more specific about who you are what you do and how you do it so Mm -hmm. that um you know you can really reach the
2: right people right exactly yeah um People love a niche. You got to have a niche. Oh, yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It <laughs> is it's true. It's real weird. It's that weird fine balance between like being too niche and being too general, where it's like, yeah, I don't know. Well, and I think
1: people really resist. I know I've, I've seen this, particularly with my older clients in my marketing company, mm-hmm. um, is that this big resistance to defining the ideal client and letting that inform everything that. Every decision that they make you know like there's a lot of like kind of tugging the horse that doesn't want to follow or you're like I (laughs) promise you
2: if you if we get super specific about this you are going to see results Uh, (laughs) yeah like I only want to work with you know, lifestyle brands that are, you know, in the wellness center of Pacific Northwest. (laughs) That sounds crazy, but like that, but because there's been that one client that is exactly that, that's been looking for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you Um, become known for it. So yeah. Yeah. they're like, oh
2: my gosh, (gasps) look at that wellness brand expert of the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) There they are. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> exactly exactly what, what I needed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, and I think I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, that's that's hard. That, and I think it's. It, I think that's a conversation, right? That's like always an in process conversation.
1: Um, yeah, to so your really, point, it is like amoebic, or it has this kind of plasma like quality. Because as a business owner, everything that you do informs you as well. Mm -hmm. So we're constantly kind of tweaking and adjusting. Like, I don't think a lot of things really live in the, um, in the set standard, at least in the beginning as you're getting established and really like seeing, doing a lot of this kind of interactive research on what
2: projects really resonate with you, what kinds of clients really resonate with you. Right. So on. Well, it's weird too because I'm in a position where yes, I have a business and I'm selling things, but I'm also an artist. So it's like the things that I'm selling are inherently me. So like, um, yeah, it's an interesting balance of f- figuring out like, where does Annie start and stop? Where does the business start and stop? Where exactly is that that Venn diagram? Where? where me and the business are the same you know Mm -hmm. Um, some things are for sure business decisions and some things are very much no I just want to do this decision um and I I I, and again I need to start finding that 50 percent right right in that middle I gotta start like kind of merging everything into that middle where business and and me align uh yeah and um, I think that could that, I could totally
1: relate to that from a, like a coaching perspective mm-hmm. um, and like being in service to other people. It's like you're giving yourself, you're giving your personality, you're giving, um, you're giving your ideas and mm-hmm. there can be like, I almost, I almost texted a client who's not even a current client the other day and was like, I have this great idea for you. Like no 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 I have to, I have to keep that idea for myself because that's a fucking great idea. <laughs>
2: Hmm, what was that idea, Kelsey? <laughs> Do tell. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Let's just hats with cats online course. It's cats with hats. <laughs> is, it, is it cats with hats? Because that's my idea and you know
1: it. <laughs> Don't try to take my idea. I would love to see a drawing series of cats with hats.
2: I would also that's like fine. to buy hats
1: for my cats
2: it's $500 a drawing. Uh, and great. <laughs> I'll deliver it in three months. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I have a better turnaround than that. Everyone listening. You do um, actually.
1: Um, that's a great segue. Cause I do want to share the story of, uh, the piece that you did for me last year. Oh, sure. Um, so I like last minute sent you like an Facebook message or something like maybe three or four days before my boyfriend's birthday and I wanted to do something like super special for him Um, and he had a shirt with a pop art picture of uh, Our dog on it and I was like man if I could like get, you know an updated something like that or whatever Uh, and then I was like, oh my god, I know this awesome illustrator And I messaged you and I was like, okay, I understand I'm asking a lot here, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you like got me the, the, this awesome illustration of our dog. I got it printed on rice paper. Um, and then I brought it to the, the restaurant they were going to and asked them to make like a sour drink, which means you're using an egg white and it's foamy. So it sits on top. And they like delivered like our dog as the garnish to this drink, as a surprise for him for his birthday. And it was so <laughs> special. Um, and I've since printed it and we have it hanging up in our living room. Oh, send so me I yeah. will. Um, and I'm going to have, I'm having you do like a, a sister portrait of our two cats because mm-hmm. we're just crazy. Like those are our children right now. So um, that was just like one of the most, Special moments in our relationship and a really lovely memory. So thank you for being a
2: part of that. Oh my and gosh, you are so it. welcome. You're great. No, I loved, I loved, I loved doing that, and I love doing portraits in general. And, um, yeah, uh, it's crazy—not uh, crazy—what people will will spend for their kids or their pets. But that's a really great uh, marketing tool for yourself. <laughs> of like, I do stuff for pets, and people are like pets. Did I hear pets? And I'm like, yeah, oh. <laughs> doggy portraits. They're like, I'll oh, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's so popular
0: right now. Is, the one is like crown and paw. And like, I just see them all over Facebook. It's all pet portraits. And I'm like, I know. man, I know. I'm like sitting here thinking too, I need to send you a picture of my dog. <laughs> well, you know what?
2: During quarantine, I've been doing, I've been doing pay what you can uh, portraits of pets or people. Oh. Just knowing that, you know, some people, have time to think about, oh, I did want one of those, but maybe they have lost a job or whatever. So yeah. Send, That's send, awesome. Send it on over, Sarah. Maybe yeah. I'll send you some teats. Yes. <laughs> Dang it. Say my cat is all up in my grill right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm surprised we haven't heard a dog bark
1: or a cat meow yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Annie, if you could yeah. share one um, non-negotiable in oh. your life? Like, how do you, how you either stay balanced or you work back towards balance in your business, in your life? Like what is, or something that you hold in high import, even if like momming
2: gets in the way sometimes, Sure. <laughs> what might that be? Oh my gosh. What a, that's a, that's a hard one, Kels. Um, my non-negotiable Okay, tell me the question again. I want to get it right. I want to get it right. Okay. Get the question again. So either like the non-negotiable
1: thing that keeps you in somewhat sanity or mm-hmm. something that you hold in like high enough importance that it's the first thing to get put back on your plate when like the mom <laughs> necessaries are taken care of.
2: Right. I say <laughs> as, as the toddler walks in, Hi, Annie. How are you, Bob? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a dog. Yeah. Um, oh, what is the thing that goes right back on my plate? I'll be right there, babe. Have a good snack. Um, mm, <laughs> She's Netflix? famous now. Um, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, oh, what is the, um, That's so hard. I feel like I. I feel like I. I like built my non-negotiables like into my projects now, in terms of like, how long stuff is going to take me, etc. Like, man, I, I, I honestly do not know the answer to that question. And it <laughs> feels like, it feels like the most important of your questions. <laughs> well, to
1: be fair, I didn't give you any... I
2: know, you didn't prep me warning. on this
1: question, Kelsey. I did not. No, I just
0: came <laughs> up
2: with it. Well, I'm curious, like, what what is yours? Um, well, for me,
1: it's meditating, and it helps that I'm a meditation sure. teacher. I kind of have to. <laughs> um, but I'm wondering for you if maybe it is like your business is your art, and and I like do visual art as a therapeutic
2: as mindfulness therapeutic. practice. You know, okay, I have an answer. I have an answer. Um, for mine, it's it, it was or was is uh, performing, performing improv. Mm. Um, I mm. was still, you know, I was, I was performing two or three times a week, prior like until i was literally nine months pregnant nine and a half months pregnant um and then since um since ada was born i went back to performing when she was like five five months old or something like that once a week and that to me because i've always been i've always done visual art and performing arts concurrently um Mm -hmm. it's always been like they kind of fill each other up right so like um I'm one of these, I'm an extroverted person that fills up my extroverted box by drawing and being a little bit more in my head and then vice versa, right? So like I kind of can, can fill up my drawing well by performing and by being collaborative with people. So um, that's something that like, but I guess I never really, I never take that off the plate. It's built mm. into my system of work. Um, because I know that I need both. I know that I need to, to teach, to perform, to kind of be around people in that way. Um, it's almost, it it sounds like it's not, but it, it almost is like a decompression, even though it's active. Um, so yeah, that's something that, 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 that definitely helps ground me in the rest of my work, um, to be able to have that kind of outlet. I don't think I'm answering your question though. You are, you are. You right? are. Okay. Yeah. Well, I never took it off the plate though. So it's hard to put it back on. Well, that's good though. <laughs> that's good. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that, you know, Dan, my husband is, 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 he's quite a champion of my, of like my time and of my, Needing to do certain things, so even if I would be like, you know, what I'm going to skip the show this week? I've been really busy and da, 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 like he'd be like, no, you got to go do the show. Like you're going to feel so good when you do it. And blah, blah 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 blah. So oh, that's great. Um, yeah. So he's pretty well, and he's a performer. He's a musician. So like he clearly, you know, feels that so. in a yeah in a soul sense also. So yeah, that might be the answer. I think that might be the answer. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. cool! Yeah, great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this has been so so awesome. We so appreciate
2: your time. Oh, um, thanks for yeah, having it was me. So fun talking to you. Guys. Yeah, really nice talking to you, Sarah. <laughs> Hope that your elevator gets fixed soon
0: uh i know we've had like conditional certificates like you know the how they send the inspector yeah. it's ever since we moved in five years ago it's like a conditional certificate because that means that it's not like up to par it's not fulfilling Ooh.
2: so okay, every few months so that's not, honestly that's scary yeah. so i'm glad you're getting it yeah
0: so like yeah. thankfully we are on the second floor so the only time i use the elevators is when we go up to the laundry room so yeah it's fine. I just
2: wish they would have done this when it wasn't quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know what? It's going to be quarantine forever now. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> forever Everything's ever. fine. Um,
0: it's a glorious world. <laughs> that's actually what
2: I've been telling myself. I'm just like, this is real life now. This is forever. Yeah. Because my future brain is too much on overdrive without having work right now and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just kind of like, you know what? This is forever. Stop <laughs> trying to put your mind, like, thinking about when it's not now, it's like, yeah, God,
0: you not. kind of, it's like a survival mechanism. <laughs> like, I yeah, have to, right? I feel you,
2: I feel yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're all crying, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: um,
2: oh, yeah.
1: And just like if you guys didn't catch it the first time around for quarantine, Annie is doing pay what you can portraits, so you yes, should see up
2: on, on the Do Insta, me. who the is Insta.
1: uh linked in our show notes
2: today. Great. Yes, or you can see me on Etsy at Annie Draws stuff. Um I've also been doing my husband and I have been putting together some like preschool and toddler uh music time uh music and story show and we're we're starting to like kind of get a little profesh about it we've got some guest videos we we were recording songs so <laughs> so anyway we are putting out we're putting out episodes of our our show on Fridays at 10:30 a.m. I know, love that when all the cool kids are up and singing old McDonald you know <laughs> <laughs> something for everybody something for everybody got to got to get it out <laughs> <laughs> i
1: take it <laughs> yeah oh thank you thank you thank you this is thank been great. you so much yeah
2: thank you annie yeah really nice talk to y'all have a good one be safe you too <laughs> you too bye. bye that
0: was so fun she has such a wonderful personality she's making me laugh so much oh she's hilarious goodness. yeah she's so funny and i can't wait for her to draw lucy and put pearls on her oh my god I can't wait <laughs> we'll have our, to post it bite. yeah <laughs> oh that'll be fun I really want like a piece of I want Lucy on our wall
1: <laughs> it's uh it definitely it like brings a smile to my face every time I walk by our drawing Uh yeah.
0: no oh, she's really talented like right before our call I looked at her Instagram feed and it's just I love her art I think Whimsical is a good word. It's trying to think, like, it's just, yeah, it's really great.
1: Yeah, and it, it kind of, like, to me, lands in that Shrek zone where, like, it is very whimsical, but there's still, like, adult jokes.
0: Yes, Shrek. That's a good comparison. I like it. It's not, like, with the
1: visual composition, but just with, like, that kind of category of, like, this this can go for different kind of age groups for different reasons. Yeah. Um. And I, I do think, too, what she was saying about um, just taking the leap and figuring it out, like I can certainly identify with that as a business owner of just being like, I guess I'm going to run this event and I've never done it before.
0: And oh, I need this and oh, I need that. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> no it's I, yeah you sometimes it's like I have to do stuff like that and that's like it's interesting because sometimes I have to be like wait is this like a legitimate life moment or is this a manic moment and then I have to decide <laughs> like I'll be like is this a manic idea decision <laughs> or is this like oh this is you should do this and then like be then it pushes you into do what you should do right yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I gotcha you. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, and that kind of, just like I guess I'm gonna figure this out, um, attitude, yeah. really can force creativity.
0: Oh, I think par- you almost have to do that in a Like, I think all successful business owners have to do things like that, not all the time, but to if you want something to be efficient and if you want speed, like that's one of the only ways. Well, and I think just- it's. Was- yes and figure
1: it out goes back to what we were talking about uh earlier which is like how how quarantine has forced you to kind of get this app up and running um and to innovate your business in that way like it put everybody's back up against the wall essentially and was like well Mm -hmm. figure it out or go on unemployment
0: yeah that was so true so yeah take a risk take risks (laughs) y'all That's the first time yeah. I said y'all in probably like three years.
1: <laughs> I say it sometimes and people are like, are you from the South? And I'm like, nope, I'm from New York.
0: <laughs> Maybe I actually Maybe. say it a lot and I just don't realize it. I don't know. I was like, it just sounded really weird coming out of my mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a great way to get a feeling across while also conserving the number of words you're using. Mm. like it i'm fully in support of the usage of the word y'all y'all i just sometimes i get
0: sick of saying you guys guys
1: yeah i say that
0: a lot too yeah i don't Y'all. all it is (laughs) all right y'all thanks for (laughs) listening all right bye guys i hope you are setting doing meeting your quarantine goals yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh let, if you like if you like the us, um, put a little review on the iTunes so more people find out about us <laughs> and, and don't we remain say- commercial free.
0: I hope our first review is y'all fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Followed immediately by JK Love This Podcast.
0: <laughs> exactly. Good save. You're welcome. Oh, All right. <laughs> uh
1: y'all we'll talk to you soon right, take care guys this podcast is produced by sarah laspis of muscles and moxie and kelsey Mathis of chem meditation and be done social music by justin radke of justin radke music if you like what you hear please subscribe oh and hit us up on the insta at the boss life balance thanks and we'll catch you soon